0: This week on Pennant Deep, Kentucky 6-0 for the first time since 1950. And to celebrate, we had to get the specialists in here. Matt Ruffalo and Colin Goodfellow join us for our interview today. And then, of course, we get you guys ready for the biggest game in probably Kentucky's history when they go to Athens next week. Max and I will be there. But we still have a good show for you guys this week. All your favorite segments are here. Max, Miles, myself, we're on top of KS Bar. We're ready to go. But before we get into it, we need to give our shout out to the person who will enter the drawing for the ball signed by every guest at Pennant Deep this season. This week's winner is at I Am Adam Wood. So shout out to Adam Wood. You have entered the drawing to win uh, the coveted Pennant Deep balls. As always, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, be a friend. Let's get into it. <music>
1: Go! Every time so others. Mother, so go every time so others may.
2: Every time. Get some!
0: Live from KS Bar and Grill, introducing Pin it Deep with Max Duffy and Miles Butler, presented by Kentucky Sports Radio. Welcome into a very special edition of Pennant Deep. It is Victory Monday here on Pennant Deep. Kentucky 6-0 for the first time in 70 odd years. They head to Georgia for a massive matchup against the Dogs down at Athens. We'll get into that later. But right now, Kentucky 6-0. It feels like a fever dream. You gotta pinch yourself, say it's real. They they absolutely dog walked LSU 42-21. Coach O was on his last leg. Another amazing light. Night in Lexington. I'm Brent Wayne Scott in here with Max Duffy, Miles Butler atop top of KS Bar and Grill. How are you guys doing today?
3: Dude, 6 and 0. Oh. We are 6 and 0. Oh. The Kentucky football team is 6 and 0. Oh. Not 6 and 1, not 6 and 2, not 6 and 3, not even 6 and 6. 6 and 0, Miles. One
1: less than one.
3: One less than one, yep. two less than we two, three six. less than three.
1: Elated would be the word. Undefeated.
3: The we undefeated. Yep. 6 and 0. Unbelievable. What a game to be at I uh I got away from being a man of the people like I was in the Florida game. Got back in the suite, which was nice, and it's just such an enjoyable game to watch. Miles, what did you think?
1: So yesterday we did Keyland. Yep. Seventy, oh, what was it? Seventy-five degrees. Yep. Into a night game, yep. sold out. Big six zero. Oh. It's probably the best day I've had in a long time. We had some good company with us. It was quite the day. Um, but just what a time to be alive at 6-0. I'll start with a quick question for you for an interview. Perfect. When was the last time you said we were 6-0, Brent? Is it 70-something Nineteen years? 1950.
3: 1950. Yep. Is it
1: something now, like, as you get older, at the time you were probably more of a child. Is it, can you, like, appreciate it now more?
3: Yeah, so back in the time, obviously, I was about 3 or 4. Um, and, you know, it was one of those things where you, you kind of – you feel like you had those memories at 3 and 4. I'm not sure if they're real or not. I remember – all the past players and the greats back then. Um, but for now it's just – it seems like it's just so much more fanfare. I know back then obviously the war had just finished and people were kind of still getting over that. And mm-hmm. Now we've had, a, thankfully, enough time apart from the war where yep. that's not as big as a focus anymore. And now we can focus on the fact we're 6 because I really didn't like how the war kind of took yep. away from the shine of that Kentucky year.
0: And, and you, you can't forget either, you know, Bear Bryant was just a young up-and-coming lad. Like, you know, who knew who Bear Bryant Kobe's was? Kobe's dad.
3: Yeah. Is that right?
0: I'm gonna talk about coaches. Touchy subject.
3: <laughs> hey, so super happy. Um, what were our quick takeaways? Obviously, we never on this show like talking too much about the X's and O's and the Jimmys and the Joes. But let's uh, take some quick, quick takeaways, Miles. What do you think?
1: I thought it was easily Coach Cohen's best performance of the year. I think Missouri; he was pretty good as well. Yeah, it just seemed like he really had a good plan for him this week. And not that's not taken away from our guys. I think they executed it well. But um, it seems like each week, it's it's the game plans he's putting together, we started really strong. It's kind of gone down a little bit, and I feel like he's kind of getting his swagger back. Uh, What do you think, Brent?
0: Um, It feels amazing, and I don't know how how keen you guys are to this, but Kentucky just beating a team like that the way they did. Start to finish. This is a team, this is a program that, harbored the greatest college football team in history just two years ago. With yeah. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, and he was not walking through that door. He wasn't walking through it. No, he wasn't. And Clyde
1: Edwards-Hilaire wasn't walking through that door. No, he was not. not. Odell Beckham mm-hmm. wasn't handing out money through that door. Nope. No, no, no.
0: Max Brad Wing wasn't walking Brad through that Brad door. Brad Wing was not. not. No, he was not.
1: No. Jamie Nick Saban. Kane. Nick Saban wasn't walking through no. that door either. Well, well, he was <laughs> walking through a different door in College Station.
0: Yep, Les Miles certainly was not walking no. through that door. No, he was not. Um, But, no, seriously, it it felt like as we got closer to the game Saturday, Kentucky was going to win favorably. Uh, I butchered that word, but we're just going to skip past (laughs) that. Um, But, no, it felt like Kentucky had the momentum, but still seeing 42-21 being the final score, I was literally walking out of the stadium with my mom, and I was like, you know, of all the games we sat through, like, growing up, and we watched them beat LSU in 2007, of course, it's almost like a pinch-yourself moment that, like, we have elevated past this point with LSU. Now, that's not to disparage LSU. There's still a lot of four and five stars on that roster. But the fact that we have elevated the program to this point is unreal.
3: We're, we're a really good football team. That game cements it. Obviously, that was a – if the Florida game didn't prove it to everyone, that game definitely has that we've been able to put back-to-back really good performances. And I don't really, again, like the, the talk about how LSU's not great this year and they've kind of lost – for the coach, these are still SEC football teams with four and five stars. Like, these yep. are tough games to win, and win in the fashion that we did is a dominant display and something that I loved. I loved doing. I thought, like you said, our off- just as good as our offense was. I mean, our defense to keep them to no points in the first half. When we, I think we'd all agree, we don't, besides Josh Pascal, who's growing, we don't have someone in there that's probably even a top three round talent. And that's not taking anything away from the well, guys. Yeah. They just play yeah, yeah. They just play so well as a team and together and we've got some really good players on there. And maybe maybe they're just undersold with how good they are. Maybe we're overlooking how good the individuals are. But as a team, to keep LSU to zero points and a half and to really never look like giving up any points until late in the game was something that is just another tick for Coach White, another tick for Coach Stoops, and another tick for the defense.
0: To that point, that was the first game this year I've sat and watched, like, this team is playing complimentary football. Because against Missouri, Kentucky got up big. They should like, what Kentucky did against LSU is what they should have done against Missouri. Defense kind of got soft, lots of turnovers on offense. But this is the first game from start to finish, both sides of the ball, even special teams, all played well, all did their job. They took care of what was in front of them. Uh, and now they're, they're looking at a, an absolutely legendary week ahead of them. And
3: we're, and we're going to get into Georgia a little bit later in the show post the, post the interviews, yep. but um, so important to start well and, get, and with that big turnover by DeAndre Square was yeah, huge. huge. We get the ball back at halfway, we've got field position, we go down and score. Those turnovers that the defense has been able to create, um, obviously we had the Josh Pascal one on special teams last, last week, those those ones are what's changing games for us, and that's going to be big this week against Georgia, too, the ability for defense to turn the ball over and get us to the favorable field position.
1: I'm excited to see how they respond. I think the Florida win was just draining, it seemed like, and I was a little bit worried that there would be kind of a regression just because of how close the game was. The crowd was crazy, obviously, but it just seemed like it took a lot out of the team this week, not that the crowd wasn't crazy, because it was. Um, it wasn't as draining. Like I just thought, we controlled the game start to finish. We could line up and play up again this coming Saturday, and I think we would blow them out again. And I
3: think the crowd all had a sigh of relief too that we started out so well, yep. and it ca- it calmed everyone's nerves yeah. because we were like, because if it had been another tight game, I could see almost the crowd having a hangover from the week before and being like, do we have to put in the biggest energy effort of all time again? But no, we just we it. just knocked them out from the start. And everyone got to sit back and just enjoy it. Did you, you mean like an
1: energy hangover or an actual still hungover from the, whole the game? <laughs> Both. Both, yeah. yeah.
3: Did you guys see the uh, the video that went through viral on Twitter
0: kind of today where like a girl or something was walking a mile away from the stadium and could still hear like the blue-white chant ringing out? Which, by the way, as a Pen and Deep podcast, I want to say, did we start that? Because we had Will on.
3: Yeah, he loved he it. He said he loved it? Yeah. Are we? Yeah, we'll take credit. We, we, take we credit. always take credit for all if, things Kentucky football. And no
0: blame. Just they like start, they stopped doing the four quarters. Just like Three, all the
3: Yeah, and and all the teams that are still undefeated. Yeah. Are undefeated because since we've started the podcast, yep. they haven't lost a game. And that is a credit to us again. We've started so many things. Now we normally mention them all except for one team just to try and boycott and it worked perfectly. Yep. Look at look at we Alabama. Bama and look, Bama. At Alabama. Yeah. Bama. look at Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, we Did said we were going to put Georgia
0: still, Georgia's still undefeated. I think they ought to say thank you, right? They should yep. say thank Did you, you as well. see
3: the
1: post game presser with coach Saban. I, you course, know here, i he's, like he's, know back I he's back again he's back again he blamed us
3: yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah. he said, so said those idiots yeah. hadn't mentioned us so it we would true have been or fine.
1: not true we got hosed well, by he got deep. hosed
3: but speaking of predictions we want to give everyone just a quick update on yep. about our saturday show and what happened brent
0: yeah it was just rough so we came up here we did this on friday um we had some audio board uh difficulties went back and listened to it it's like this the sound doesn't feel good so I had to go and edit it, but I couldn't get it done in a timely manner that would have this out by Saturday. We know we let you all down, but we promise we will be back this Saturday. Right, Max?
3: Correct. We will be, for sure. And uh, we will have the special Saturday edition just just as usual, especially this big week leading into Georgia. Um, but, but I believe we can maybe we I could did. pull one part just to give the guys a – we know you love our predictions yep. and stuff. So maybe we could pull that part and put it on for. Em. I
0: did. I did salvage that part. The other stuff was a little too bad, but I did go through. I edited some stuff, tweaked some stuff. Um, so we're going to give you what you should have heard on Saturday before driving into the game to. uh oh, should be good. Yeah, to to let you kind of relive what you would have heard on Saturday. And
1: we just want to make sure, like, we get, you know, we are accountable. Yes,
0: we
3: are accountable. Because yeah. yes, we yeah, when, when podcast. we're right,
1: we want the pat on the back when we're very wrong. Please As you'll hear, know. some of these predictions probably
3: won't be too close. Well, yeah. um, we well, I can't remember what we did, so let's cut to it and yep. uh, go through yep. Saturday's predictions. And let's get to it right now.
0: So, yeah, it should be another crazy atmosphere in, in Lexington today. But, of course, before we get out of here, we always want to do our Saturday predictions. We know you're driving right into the game. so this be good. So, uh, let's get into it. A crazy day in the SEC, it looks like. Um, Max, do you want to start us off with our predictions today?
3: Yeah, I'm so nervous for this LSU game, um, but we'll get to that prediction later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, there's so much stuff coming up on Saturday that I just want to. Maybe we do one game each, and we just see how we go with it. We've all kind of done our homework on certain teams, so maybe we just do that. So I'll I'll start us off. I'll I'll go for Florida Vandy. I'll take that game upon me. Um, spread is 39. On that spread one. is 39. So I'm not sure this is going to be a tough one. I think maybe if I w- had to throw a ballpark figure out there, I say Vandy scores as much as their crowd attendance, so they have zero. It, yep. And then I'm going to go Florida. I could see six touchdowns, probably. Six, so eight. I'll go Florida, 42, Vandy, zero. That's, that's, that's my prediction. Roughly
1: what you could see? Yeah, well, maybe.
3: Um, give or take. Well, give give Vanderbilt some
0: credit. It is a trap game after they, of course, come off that big win against Connecticut. Yeah, like, yeah. I could see them coming out Maybe a bit of a light down. Yeah. The
3: rocket for the UConn game. Um, what you got for uh, Ole Miss, Arkansas? I think you're going to do that game, Miles.
1: So I looked into it. Coach Kiffin and the Rebels bouncing off. A tough loss to Bam Uh, um, I think Arkansas is not bad I think Ole Miss isn't bad I think they're evenly matched I think Matt Corral had six picks against them last year Yep Won't do that this year He's going to hit in stride High scoring game for Ole Miss Arkansas hangs with them (sighs) Let's see I say it comes down to like like a two point play at the end And whoever gets it gets it If you don't you don't We'll go shoot out Is it at Ole Miss? Uh, I, think I think so. it is. got to have we'll your popcorn go. ready. I know. Yeah, get your popcorn ready. Uh, Ole Miss, 52-51. There's, Ooh, <laughs> there's no way. You 52? don't think it'll go over 100? A lot, I no ah, a lot of points. No defense. I don't know if
0: Arkansas can put up that many points. Uh, Shoot out. That's yes. what I'm going. 52-51. What you got, Brent? What's your game? So we're going to go with the uh, Grant McKenna special. Okay. I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I want to save that for you guys. I'm going to do Texas, South Carolina. That's a good one on the board. Because okay. um, I think
1: Texas? Tennessee, almost, Tennessee, they're Tennessee, almost Tennessee. <laughs> SCC, I'll give you that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. They're coming soon.
0: Sorry, sorry. I'm going to go Tennessee, South Carolina. I think, um, I think South Carolina might be a little better than people are giving them credit for. But also, Tennessee's they looked really good the mm-hmm. past few weeks. I don't know who's going to be tuning into this game because of all the great yeah. college football. It's going to be no, no. earlier. Yep. Um, I'm feeling a weird score in this one, man. I, I think Grant gets a lot of action. I think they kind of punt a lot. I think – Well, that would be the Missouri the, sorry, game, sorry. so you're still getting yep. confused. I'll go – I'm stalling again, man. I don't know. Um, Tennessee looks so good the week before. 45-20, Tennessee. Interesting. Didn't they interesting. Go? Uh, that there's well? no
3: not There's no way that nah, won't happen.
1: I don't see them scoring over Good luck, 30. though.
3: I'll, I will take the Grant McKinnis game. Yeah. We'll I'm, go North Texas, Missouri. Um – I mean, Missouri just don't look that great, but they're going to put up some points because the nerd's so good on his offense. Defense doesn't look great. They're still not going to lose to a group of five team. Um, Grant barely gets out there. I say Missouri 48, North Texas 35. Okay. Um, Miles, you want to cover the Bama game?
1: Yep, in honor of my sister Raven, a member of the Tide. Um, I think this is a tough one for him. Tough atmosphere, yep. the 12th man. A&M, yeah. But, but here's the, the thing, though. What's the thing they do before the game, the the midnight chant? Yeah, I saw the videos of that this week. It's very strange, but it's almost like a culty thing. It's like and a I, curse. Yeah, and right. I almost think it's going to put a curse on them this week. Ooh. Plus, we've jinxed them. Yep. Um, well, I just on. think AM's better. I think they win the game. Wow. Well, no, come on. They're, I could see them winning Dude, the game. Score? Do you score? They're going ha- to have to score a lot. I think Bryce Young's really good. Can you even name Texas AM's quarterback? Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> no, that's, I, I mean. Johnny Manziel's not walking through that door, is he? I wish he oh, was. No. I oh, heard he might be at player. the game. He probably wasn't. He probably would be wait, at the game, right? If he's going to the game, then submit my pick as a win. I'll go, like a, again, like Arkansas Ole Miss, going to be a shootout if they have any chance. Um, let's do – I'll say they went on a field goal late, like 41-38. 40,
3: wow. Come on. Wow, dude. there's yep. no shot. There's absolutely no shot that that will happen, but okay, whatever, Miles. I mean, <laughs> good luck. Well, uh, hold if, up, uh,
1: if it does, let's make a wager. If they do somehow shock the nation and win,
3: yeah, STM. I'll apologize on the show. Apologize yeah, publicly. Apologize okay. publicly. I think that's worth it because no, It's just not going to happen.
0: Well, my thing is too.
3: It, I say that a lot. That's <laughs> it's like it's like your thing. I
0: say that a lot. Um, I don't know, man. Texas A&M. They just don't look that good. There's. I don't. I don't
1: see it. I think they've played some really good teams. Colorado. Yep. Good. Yep. New um, Mexi- didn't they play New Mexico with old Terry Touchdown Wilson? Yep. I think they did. Well, Saban also
0: said that the only way Jimbo Fisher will ever beat him is in golf. And they're not playing golf in, in
1: Aguiland. They're playing football. so Don't poke the
3: bear. Georgia, Auburn, I'll just keep this one quick. Georgia's defense is too good. It's always going to hit the under, and it's always um, going to be Georgia covering. I'll just say 34-10. That's a good score line. I feel I'm like that's a pretty that solid pick. pick. We're going to get through the uh, LSU-Kentucky predictions real quick. Yeah, let's do it. And then we can be done. And uh, that might be almost the show for Saturday. Yeah,
0: it will be. Um, I don't know. The more I've gotten closer today, it feels like 2007 all over again. Um, I don't think LSU really has a chance. Like, I woke up this morning and I said, you know what? They don't have a chance. Not one. Wow. Um, Yeah, I could just see it. Kentucky comes out strong. They look good. I could see them getting to a – to a big lead, maybe 35-7 early okay. Okay. Uh, around there. Um, obviously, some garbage time is going to happen. Uh, I still think Kentucky's three touchdowns better. Um, I don't know, 42-21 maybe. Ooh. I think Will has a good game, maybe.
3: Yeah. I See, I'm going to go pretty similar to you. In fact, you know what? I'll, I'll take your scoreline too. 42, Kentucky, LSU 21. I could see maybe a fourth down, Chris Rodriguez touchdown to start the game off. Maybe that's just a hell of a and, and at receiving one too. That's just going to throw a curveball for you. Receiving touchdown, Chris Rodriguez. Uh huh. Try and beat that, Miles, with your prediction.
1: I will not. I don't want to be that person because y'all have the same score. Yeah. What did you say? Yeah, 42? I just, Forty-two. I went 21. along with
3: it. Yeah. yeah.
1: I hate when we do this. Like it's just one person comes up with a good idea, the other two just follow it and don't even be creative on their own.
3: You're going to take it, aren't you?
1: I'm going to take it for it's just dumb enough where it could work. 42-21. Forty-two, twenty-one. Um, the Chris Rodriguez receiving touchdown is maybe the dumbest thing that you've said today, <laughs> which means it'll happen. So, I agree. You said fourth down call early?
3: Yeah, early. Yeah, no I way. Can see you it. think okay? You think they, they would
1: realistically go for it on fourth the funny thing and throw is, it
3: to Chris? The funny thing is is Chris Re- Rodriguez is going to have a receiving touchdown, and Will Levis is going to run for more touchdowns than Chris. Uh, no. That's what's going to happen. I th- <sighs> yeah, it's one of those games, I'm telling you. I think this is a big Justin Rigg game. We've yep. been waiting on him. I can you see know? a wheel route of some sort.
0: A wheel route, yeah, off of a little fake action, and then
1: he's yeah. yep. Wheel. It's going to be that?
3: really important for DeAndre Square to get a turnover in the in the first quarter too for us to start the game off. Oh, really mean, big. him
1: individually or just the defense?
3: Uh, I think he. No, I think him individually. He I steps he, up. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. he'll I knock the ball out of the quarterback's hands or something that like that. That
0: would be huge, especially on the first possession because yeah. it really set the tone. That would be huge.
3: Well, that's our prediction, so huh? that's that's crazy. 21 twenty-one. We've all gone that. I hope it happens. I do too. And will Coacho still be? Will Coacho still be here by the time we get with the? Next maybe show? in a
1: fishing hole. Yeah.
3: Maybe, but surely if he loses, he's gone right after the game, right? He might be. He might be. We'll, we might have to wait and see on that one, but he, we might, he might be gone. He, he might stretch it out to Monday,
1: maybe. Just, you know. How crazy would it be if us three predicted the exact same score and it is somehow right?
3: Couldn't happen. That's why I'm worried about what would, it now. What, what would we have to do? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's
1: not going to happen, so don't not it. We matter. need
3: to go to the casino
1: if we're that lucky.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, well, we'll get back to it next week, yep. and uh, on the show on Sunday, we can see how these predictions go. So, yeah, that was what we did on, on Saturday. We,
0: we hated that we didn't get it out, but we finally we came through today for you guys. I want to give you that piece. Um,
3: and, you know, I think we did pretty good on that we Kentucky. Went right. It was okay. I think we were close on the Kentucky game. We were close on a couple of miles of The predict the, the Texas A&M prediction. i got to hand Unreal. it to you. I will give you that formal apology now. To just predict a three-point win for them was unbelievable. I don't know how you saw that coming. That was amazing to me. Um, A few of us got close with the other ones. I know I said Vandy wouldn't score, they didn't score, and Florida did have the six touchdowns like we said. And um, I think – well, your prediction with just the in-game stuff as well for the Kentucky game was crazy.
0: Yeah, it was pretty good there. I think it it got shaky because I don't remember Grant McInnes making an appearance in the Tennessee-South Carolina (laughs) game. Yeah. but other than that, I think we came out okay. I think maybe a good gambling weekend for us, maybe.
3: Yeah, and I look forward to the predictions in the future of just seeing how close we can yeah. get and seeing if we can keep this thing rolling, Miles. If you ever have another prediction like that, I'm going to have to take it now. Yep. Well,
1: no doubt. And I think the good, like if you have a good gambling weekend, say you go, I don't know, maybe at least over 50. percent You kind of get that confidence that you're seeing the board well. Yeah. We're seeing it really well. With well, well binoculars on right now. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it Sorry. continues to next weekend because. This was a good weekend for us.
0: Yeah, it was a good weekend for us on, on the prediction side. It was a good weekend for uh, Kentucky fans. Again, 6-0. and Bowl eligible. We don't have to yep. worry about that. Um, so, after the big one of the biggest wins in the program history, setting up for the biggest week, we decided we had to get the superstars in here. So, they're walking in right now. The special teams. Of course, special teams in the building Not ahead white. of Georgia. Cannot Let's wait. go ahead and get to those guys. Right. Joining us now on Pennant Deep, you know, after Kentucky goes 6-0 for the first time. What a stop 70-some-odd years. Biggest game probably in the program history coming up on Saturday. We wanted to make sure we got the stars in here today. So we got kicker Matt Ruffalo, punter
2: Colin Goodfellow. Guys, how are you doing today? Uh, first off, thanks for having me. Um, I'm doing great. Um, how are you guys doing? What a special, special episode, huh, with the specialists. I was about to say
0: what's funny is, too, like just how formal he was when he said that. Like when we asked <laughs> everyone else, they're like, it's, yeah, yeah, I'm doing good, good. Yeah, it's But good. he
3: cares about how we are, which is great. That's a great start, well, Matthew. We real. appreciate that. So Everyone I'm that's a specialist is always thinking about others, so we appreciate that. Colin, how are you?
4: I'm great, man. Can't, can't
2: complain. That's well,
3: good. That's good. Hey, guys, uh, I'm excited to have you on. I think uh, this week, obviously, with George's defense, we might be doing a bit of punting and a bit of kicking, so it's going to be good to hear from you guys. Um, just your overall thoughts. We'll start with you, Matt of how the season's gone so far. You guys must be super excited. You're even wearing the bowl-bound T-shirt yeah. that they gave you guys last yeah. night. So let's talk about that and how it feels to be 6-0. and
2: You know, it feels pretty good. And um, Both Colin and I have been here for – this is our fifth year now, so just kind of seeing the program change and progress from where it was to where it is now and to say that we've uh, been a part of it from the Citrus Bowl all the way to here, uh, it's just pretty cool just to be a part of it. And, you know, we're having a lot of fun and hopefully we can just continue to keep it going. Colin?
4: Yeah, I would agree with Matt on that. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy to see, to see things change in front of your eyes. And from us to go to the loss in the Music City Bowl to the, um, definitely the high in the uh, Citrus Bowl to you know not greatest bowls of the uh, Gator Bowl and the uh, Belk Bowl. But now that we're here six and zero, it's kind of crazy to see where we've come.
3: It is, it's is. It's so awesome, and I even know from the fans' perspective now that I'm one of them, and Miles is one of them, and Brent's always been one. Um, yep. It's great to to kind of sit back and watch how good we're going, and I'm so excited for you guys. I, I still can't believe that we beat LSU as easy as we did, and it's such an awesome feeling for you guys to be able to go out there and know we're a chance in every single game. Um, but Matt, I guess for you, give us a rundown so far, we'll get into it pretty quickly, but... get um, about some more stuff, but give us a rundown of how special teams has gone so far from the kicking perspective, and then Colin, give us a rundown on the on the punt game so far.
2: Kicking's uh, record is going pretty well. Um, Kade degraw our long snapper, has been having a great, been doing a great job this year. Um, I have my new holder now that replaced you, Max Chance Chance Poor. Um, I won't say who's better, but um, he's been doing a great job and uh, he's been doing well on kickoffs as well. Um, but from kicking perspective, you know. Uh, we had one meeting where we talked about the, uh, the block kick against Missouri, um, and I, I remember it was uh, – Stoops was mentioning, when we send the field goal unit out there, we, we're expecting we're making points. Um, so uh, I feel pretty confident this year. It's been going pretty well so far, and uh, obviously we just hope to keep it
1: going. Talk a little bit, Matt, about just how much trust and how much time you spend with those two guys. Um, I think fans wouldn't give the holder and the snapper a whole lot of credit. It's usually the kicker that's getting recognized. But having that kind of trust of knowing every time it's going to be there makes your job a whole lot easier.
2: Oh, yeah. You know it. You, you played just like me, same position. Um, and basically just trusting in them and knowing that Cade's going to get the snap to uh, chance and he's going to get the hold down. Takes a lot of pressure off me because um, when those things are iffy, uh, it, it, it's it, you know I get a little nervous.
3: But when you have those two and uh, you're confident in them, then as a kicker, you're confident as well. And, and so many times, people don't understand when they're watching the game of how sometimes kickers miss because the hold is bad. It's yep. just so important to get that right. Um, Colin, what about uh, obviously you're following some pretty big footsteps in myself? Uh, how's the punt game? been going so far and how you like him being out there because for both of you and this is a question that we're going to get back to Matt with but for you it's been such a long journey I guess from being a walk-on and not really knowing where you sit in terms of the depth chart and then being able to work your way through to being the starter now Um, how's that all feeling and how's it all going so far this season?
4: Um, I would say first of all uh, thank you to you um first off uh you led me a lot of the way to uh keep going and taught me a lot about my game first of all who's cutting the onions
1: in here <laughs> anybody cutting onions uh, are we, are, are we going emotional I'm, sorry, I mean, I'm just trying to give some <laughs>
4: credit where it's due man um but no seriously i'm you taught me a lot of things about my punting game that i didn't know i had and obviously with you being the ray guy award winner and all this versatile stuff you bring to the game i tried to copy which um some of it just did not turn out well but some <laughs> of it did um but obviously this year's been kind of crazy um our starting long snapper goes down first game um clay perry steps up uh, next long snapper and then you know you got wilson who you know we were always a shake up and wilson goes down with another back injury and i had to step in kind of like last year um you always taught me from last year with covid being a huge thing that i always had to be ready because you never know what was going to happen and that's kind of what happened, so
0: that's what I did. I just want to say this real quick. I can always tell, like, who gets most of the interviews and who doesn't because of the way you guys answer questions. So, like, when we come in here and ask the other guys questions, they're usually pretty laid back, relaxed, like, they've been asked a million times. But you guys are coming in here with, like, the thank yous and the for having me on. Which gets me to a point, like, so when, like, the practice after Miles uh, got, uh, it was announced that he was going to get a scholarship for his senior year. I'll never forget yeah. it. That was, like, the first interview I ever did as a reporter. And he walks in, everyone's, like, asking questions. I don't even know how they go. And, like, Miles' first thing he does
3: is give an opening statement. <laughs> <laughs> before we're getting he's it.
1: I think something like Ma- about um, nice to finally meet all of you. <laughs> something <laughs>
3: like that. It's like Mark Stoops coming out on a Monday and giving <laughs> the opening yeah. statement. He's like, yeah, yeah I've came prepared. <laughs> I'm ready for this one. Yeah, it was, it was hilarious because he, he looked at us. He,
0: and I know he looked at Slack so he was like, I don't know how to do any of this. And, <laughs> yeah, and
3: what's even more funny, and you guys would know this, is the niceties don't oftenly get often get shared amongst us. So it's actually very funny to have you guys sitting here and we kind of have to be somewhat formal and nice to each other because I can guarantee you that 99% of the stuff that happens is not nice. But Matt, talk us through for you as well. And and sorry if we cut you off there, Colin, but we'll get back to it again. um, Just coming through as a walk-on as well. And maybe how you even chose to come to Kentucky in the first place and then being able to work your way through. Um, I know for me and Miles, we would have the opinion of you that you've worked really hard from day one and you always practice as if you should be the starter and that's how you've worked your way through to being the starter. We always use you as an example in our meetings of, hey, just because you're not playing doesn't mean you get to take the day off or, or be any less committed than the guy that's starting. So talk to us about choosing Kentucky, coming in as a walk-on and, and now being able to start and perform at a high level.
2: Yeah, no. So when I was a senior in high school, I wasn't recruited too heavily. I only had probably two or three offers from Division One schools and uh, they weren't SEC schools; they were mid-majors, and uh, where
1: were they? If you don't mind me asking, <laughs> uh, they were.
2: One of them was Dayton, where my brother kicked. Okay. Um, and then Ball State, and then Toledo. Didn't um, want to do Ball State. Didn't want to do Ball State. Big Indiana um, fan. Yeah, but um, so. Were you like the Hoosiers? No, no, okay, no. Good. Go Cats, baby! Come on now. Um, But so there was actually – I was at a high school basketball game that night. My dad texted me, hey, why don't you go to this – it was like a D2, D3, like last minute, like try to find a place to go. And I was like, why do I need to go to that? Like I don't want to go D2 or D3. He's like, just go and try to find out like what's going on there. So I go, um, and actually one of my high school coaches was there, Coach Fantuzzo, and I was telling him, you know, I was having trouble getting in contact with the big schools and everything. Um, and he's like, well – and I mentioned Kentucky. And he's like, well, I know I know their defensive coordinator, Matt House. And uh, he's like, here, I'll text them. And literally that next day we went down for a visit. Came down, visited, um, and they, they offered me a preferred walk-on. And I pretty much was like, why, why not? Let's accept the challenge um, and come to Kentucky. I loved everything about it. The facility was brand new. The program was on the rise. And I was just like, I could come in here and win the starting job. And so – I come, obviously, behind Austin McGinnis and Miles here. Thanks. (laughs) Who's tougher uh, to follow, Austin (laughs) or me? And uh, so I I came in, and I learned a lot from both of them. And um, when I initially came in, I I pretty much asked them, I was like, you guys looking at anyone else? Is anyone coming in behind me? And they said no at the time. Um, But as I got there, I found out they recruited Chance. And so uh, I was was a little distraught, but – it was just another challenge for me um so obviously as we go through sophomore year all three of us are competing you eventually win the job and then you gra- miles you graduate and then it's between me and chance chance wins the job and so um i'm sitting there thinking like man like should i stay here what should i do um and i was like you know what i i, I can win the job and uh thankfully uh everything worked in my favor um but Like you said, Max, the hard work, just acting like uh, you can be a starter and just uh, working your uh, butt off every day um, and just having the confidence that eventually you will get the starting job uh, really helped me and uh, just, you know, pretty much just hard work. And it it worked out well for me, and we're here now.
0: Real quick before we move on from that, has Stoops or uh, the the culture that's been built at Kentucky the last few years helped – that stick to to stay at Kentucky because we've seen a lot of people come to Kentucky, but not a lot of people leave from Kentucky. What does that say about the culture Stoops has built that even though you aren't starting, you feel to yourself, hey, I can still win this job?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I just love everything about Lexington and the program that he's created. Um, The city's just amazing. The fan base is amazing. And when you get that thought of maybe should I go somewhere else just to go play, um, it it depends on the type of person you are. You could be the type of person like – I want to play football, I'm leaving. Uh, I don't think I'm that type of person. I really just liked it here. My teammates were great. The program was great. Um, Keeneland's pretty good, isn't it? Keeneland's a lot Keeneland's of fun. Keeneland's not a bad so option.
0: So you like to sit on the sideline and watch Chance make the kick? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Um, Obviously,
3: and um, Kay, 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 the Browns kay, kay. have just had a huge touchdown from the looks of it. No, and so no, 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 crazy. <laughs> Chargers missed the extra as point. We're interviewing so. the kicker there we go. Hold on, we've got, got to, we've,
0: we've got to talk about this since the specialists are in here. Uh, the missed kicks today, so, uh, the seven in the first game, and then the Bengals-Packers had an absolute cluster of a game. This is unreal. How was Austin a again? windy day out there. Miles, why Miles not on a roster?
1: <laughs> why
0: is Austin not the
3: question hey so let's get <laughs> let's back on track yeah. Yeah. let's move on this seems K- to happen K- all the time K- at KS Bar, Bar- some people going crazy Well um, we'll go to you Colin as well with a similar question obviously I enjoyed the niceties being shared about myself <laughs> but for your own for your own sake when you worked, you worked your way through and there were some times where you were number three or a lot of the time where you were number three on the depth chart um, just to be able to kind of persevere and then you've had the rewards come in the end I think I was really happy for you last year that you stuck at it, and then you got to play a game at Alabama, and then this year you've been able to be the starter and had a reasonable amount of success. Uh, how was that, and how was kind of your whole transition from starting here to now being able to play?
4: Uh, it's been unbelievable, actually. Um, again, not to be nice to these again, but you taught me a lot about what to do, and uh, COVID-19 was an opener for everybody, and in all honesty. But um, the meeting we had as a specialist group before the season started, when you uh, sat us all down and said – you know, one of us in this room will go down at some point and the next person needs to step up. Uh, I took that really to heart and every rep I got in practice, whether it was punt return team or uh, second team punt, I took as it was a, a game rep. And let alone I know that you go down and I had to step up and I felt ready for the challenge and I felt ready for the game because you told me that three, four months ago that ready to go and this year, I really bank on my experience from last year, even though it was short but short-lived. But um, after what happened last year and getting ready for this year, uh, especially n- leading up to this year, knowing that I had a chance to be the starter um, in the off-season, I took that for um, didn't take it for granted, and I tried to do every rep as if it was a game rep, and uh, took that for
3: what it was. Let's let's talk about that real quick because I think it's a misconception from a lot of people on the outside that you know our job is all just fun and giggles, and we we don't do a whole lot. Like, even in practice, they don't think we do a whole lot. The joke's always like, what do you guys even do? Let's talk about, Colin, you mentioned it the talk that we had at the start of last year and then some meetings that we've had as specialists, sitting down, giving each other honest feedback about where we think we're all at um, and how we can improve. How important that you guys have seen for that with the development of some of our younger guys coming through and how important it's been for you guys personally, maybe starting with you, Matt.
2: Yeah, um, basically... A lot of people just think specialists are in there just sitting around doing nothing, they'll go kick a ball and then pretty much go back in the locker room and get on their phones or something like that. That's that's not true at all. Um and it it with you, Max, you, you kinda started it off with us. Um basically the biggest thing for us I think was the weight room. Yeah. Um most people don't know, but we pretty much do the same lift that everyone else is doing. Um Your arms look good. Yeah, <laughs> By thank the way. You. Um but um yeah, we we go in there and uh, Coach Ed and Coach Hill and um, we actually lift with Mike Marrow now too. Um, they've gotten us right in a sense that we do the same lift as them, but we also do stuff that's specific towards the kickers as well. Yep. Um, and we're not we're not skipping reps. We're in there when the rest of the team's in there, and then when it comes to practice, we'll go out there the first period. And most people think we go inside, but we're actually going to the stadium. And you guys know this. We go to the stadium and work on more stuff. And then we'll go lift during practice as well. So we we pretty much end the same time the rest of the team does. Um, and we're pretty much putting in this just uh, the same amount of work that they're doing. Uh, obviously, kicking is probably not that physically exerting, but still we're doing what we can do.
3: Yeah, and what about from you, Colin? Obviously, maybe talk a little bit as well about – what we do maybe most Monday afternoons um, in terms of watching film and then also how important it's been for, uh, from my perspective and not a whole lot of people care about long snappers, but if we hadn't have given the feedback to Clay about how much he needed to improve and be ready to go, we probably don't have a good long, starting long snapper now. And Cade's been able to, I mean, sorry, Clay's been able to fill Cade's void this year, which has been huge for us. But how important that feedback that we gave to him was in him being able to improve.
4: Well, to start off, I, um, I think the biggest misconception the specialists have is that um, – or not even the misconception, the biggest thing with specialists is is that every other position group on the team has, I would say, above 50 reps per practice. I think that's a reasonable number. Yep. And when you come down to the specialists, especially for Matt, Matt has six reps max per per week, yep. maybe full yep. rep, and I maybe get 10 or 11 reps per week. Yep. And I think that's full go live action game ready reps and com- uh, compared to all the all the other position groups on the team that get 30 40 50 how many reps it is of what they're trying to do for the game plan and we only get 10 set reps to do what we want to do
3: and in our game plan still expected to be perfect on the weekend yeah correct
4: so i think that's the i think that's the biggest um, obstacle that we have to overcome that we have to take advantage of that we get 10 set game reps in practice that we have to do our best that we can but um, going off of what you said um, the meetings that we have are huge. Mondays are crucial. Um, we all sit in with our coach and try to evaluate what we're going to do this week. You know, what do they do on punt return? What's their hold-up look? What's their what's their uh, block look? You know, what what are things that they're doing? And when we call the shift, like what are all these things that we're going to do? Um, game game to game. And I think uh, Mondays are huge for us because it's not a physically exerting day for us, but it's a big mental day for us to try to game plan for us in the situation. Max, you taught me very well of um, going out in the field, taking a deep breath and seeing what they're in to know what I have to do and what I did during that practice to lead up for that, to know what I have to do. And, again, like you said, with Clay and Cade going down, um, it goes back to the same situation I keep talking about last year of COVID-19, and you never know when somebody's going to step down, although it wasn't the same situation this year with covid But K goes down with an injury, and we we sat Clay down and said, hey, like, you never know what's going to happen. You need to be ready. You never know if he's going to have a bad snap or not, and we're going to call you in. And, you know, he was up to the challenge. And I think that was uh, great about what we we did with the um, sitting down meeting and having to
3: know what to do. And he's been such a big improvement for us, I think, in the weight room as well, like you said, Matt. And people don't understand, like, I think – I, I personally think that we're very rare in terms of our punt team of how we try to exploit the other teams. I think if you ask many college punters around, around college, most of them would say, what do you mean you meet and talk about that stuff? Like, what we do is catch and kick the ball. It's like, well, we try and take it a step further and really try to exploit what they're doing.
4: I and mean, I don't know any other team in the country that has 34 missions on punting.
3: No, no. And we, and we, and we continually have we're the best game. What? Uh, different formations when we're doing oh, the yeah And it just takes so much time and effort, but it's well worth it because we get the results in the end. And obviously we've led the SEC last couple of years in net, and I'm not sure where we're at right now, but I know we'd be right up there. So. I'm not
1: up with you but I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get no there. doubt. I, th- I think it's interesting because Ruffalo, you and I kicked, obviously. Our job's the same every play. I yeah. mean, what they do on the other side, unless there's a fake coming, which they were smart enough to never try one of those with me. Um, <laughs> but we just have the same job every play versus it was cool to see when Max was here, Coach Hood, who was the special teams coordinator at the time, and now they've kept doing it with you, Colin. Just the whole try to exploit it, like you're saying, like make your job as easy as it can get. Um, I think all the formations you all do, throws, other teams in a loop, as in we're just going to go safe and not mess with them, and then that gives you plenty of time to do what you need to do.
4: I mean, I'd like to add to that. I think um, we do a great job of game planning, especially in practice. Like I said, the ten reps we get. I mean, Max. I think you would agree with this. The 10 reps we get in practice are the hardest reps we get. Yeah. I think when it comes to game, um, we know what to expect. We we not know, but we know all the possible outcomes that can come, so that we know what to do in that situation.
0: No doubt. You, t- you talked about the fake. How often, as specialists, how often do you guys hope a fake comes?
3: Every game. 100%. Every game. <laughs> every, uh, every call. For example, <laughs> for LSU this week, we had, <laughs> no. we had one in, and Colin came running up to me before the game. I was lucky enough to be on the field before the game, telling me how excited he was because we might run a fake. And I think we would have a conversation every single game hey, this is a fake, I wonder if we run it, we should run it, and it never gets called. <laughs> like ever, ever, is ever, that, ever is gets that Wide open this week and never called. Yeah, never gets Is gold.
0: that because uh, Stoops doesn't want to do it or there's no special teams coordinator or, what, or what's th- the, what's I the situation? I think he prefers to that? have
3: the offense out there, yeah, rather okay. than and trust the, the punters, which is, is probably You can speak for yourself fair. on all that.
1: I mean, you kind of called your own fakes a few times, it seems. Yeah. I was very glad that they never ran one with me.
3: Um. I, I mean, I wanted it to happen more often, but – um, can you tell us, Colin, because I don't want to talk about it myself, so you can take it. I get messages and I got someone call in on Friday to the radio show that I was on saying... Wait, what was that radio show? Uh, KSR with Matt Jones. The second best thing that they so do the, here at KSR. Matt, Oh, that
0: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, one. Okay. Yeah, It's
3: not very popular. Um, so I, we had someone call in and people ask me all the time, why don't you just run it more? Why don't you just run it for first downs? Can you please tell people how hard that is? And, like, the fact that they normally have someone waiting there to tackle you as you should. Like, it's not just like, oh, we should have run for first downs every single punt. Like, what a question this is. Just a yeah. pat on his own oh, back. Right. Exactly. Like People he was don't get run me for running. was
1: an unbelievable first down move. Go
3: ahead. Exp- <laughs> explain how good And now it is, they though. want you to do it every time. Tell us how hard it is.
4: I mean, I, I think it goes back to the Monday meetings. You know, we go, we go back, we look at what the opposing team's going to do, and we, we think we know what they're going to do every play call. But, you know, we don't. And you could sit back on the next monday meeting looking back like you know tomorrow we we'll, uh we'll go look at the film and i'm sure two of the three punts we had i'm sure that we could have ran for possibly a touchdown yeah but you know we didn't because that's not the play call at the time yeah. but at that same time it's 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 hard when you you know atmosphere is there games online yeah. and you get the ball on the back backfield and you just hold the ball like you know, you've taught me so well you know hold the ball until they make you force come after it But you do that, and you know you see everybody. You see everybody. Everybody turns around, and you're like, "Well,
3: what do I do with the ball?" And the risk kind of outweighs the reward, um, which I found out at Auburn one time. Correct.
4: Um, I mean, we're not we're not known as the fastest people on the team, which you know so hurts.
3: Let's talk about some bad moments then for us, and I want to start with the kickers that we've got here. Obviously, Matthew. A full-on
0: specialist AA meeting going on right now. So we're we're good for it. Therapy session. Um,
3: so you've, you've missed a big kick in your career, Matt, I'll Miss, which, um, I mean, obviously there's so many plays in the game that cost us, but that was obviously a big moment. Miles, you missed one at A&M that we've joked about before. It's a hostile
1: environment there as Bama learned this weekend.
3: Firstly, how, like, Hold correct. on, let's not
0: skip past this either. You punted a ball into the stands at Georgia. Oh, I've done it multiple <laughs> times.
3: Um, how hard is it when you do mess up because, you, uh, as everyone says, you've got one job. And then um, how do you kind of bounce back from that? And how and talk to people as well about, I'm not sure exactly what the extent of it would have been for both you, but how many messages you get from random people basically telling you where what building to jump off when you miss those kicks.
1: Mine were more, can you just work on kicking it through the post? <laughs> as if I didn't know that that was already the job. The other comment I like on that, and then Ruffalo, you can take the floor because I'd rather hear from you than me. Um, that you have one job. If you work multiple jobs as a person, I respect your work ethic but the majority of people in life right. have one job at a time. Yeah. So why is that no, a terrible thing to I say? I don't know. Something to that effect. Matt. Very helpful.
2: Yeah, you know, those comments, I think just cuz that was during the COVID year, I think every single comment was I hope you get COVID. <laughs> um and you know what? I did get COVID. Wow. <laughs> like I think it was I think it was after the Georgia week last year, but um you know We do have one job to do, and we're supposed to, like I said, when we go out there, we're expected to make the kick. Um, And obviously that kick, you know, we all have have our mess-ups here and there. Um, But it's basically how you take and learn from that and move on. Um, You just got to forget about it. Um, As a kicker, you're only good as your last kick. And uh, whether it's a make or a miss, you just got to move on and look forward to the next kick and making the next kick. Um, And I think I did that pretty well last year after that game. Uh, I think we only missed uh, one more time after that the rest of the season. Um, So just, you know, keep your head down, uh, not listening or reading those comments or anything, um, and just knowing that you've kicked the ball plenty of times and – it's just normal and it should come normal to you and that you're going to go back there and make the next kick
0: real quick as someone who doesn't know, and obviously this could very well be a very dumb question. I believe the kick you missed, was it a, was it a PAT? Yeah, it was. So what people just expect that to just be like the easiest thing in the world. And I'm sure to you guys, it probably is, but like how, how rare is it to miss that? Or should, or like how easy is it to actually miss those kicks?
2: Um, I mean, it, it's rare. You're, you're right. It's rare. Um, but it, it does happen. Um, like it still has
0: – everything still has to be perfect for you. Yeah, it to go everything
2: on. has to be perfect. And the snap and the hold were perfect. It was it was totally on me. Um, hold. hold was very good. Ownership.
1: Look ownership. at the ownership. There you go.
2: Um, most Tears. people probably won't understand what I'm saying, but you guys will. I, I pretty much just crunched there, and it kind of caused me to push the ball right. Well,
1: explain that real quick. What does it mean to crunch? Well, I think people like, think it's like – the workout movement. So, it's not that.
2: Yeah, so when you when you plant your left foot right next to the ball, you got to be upright and tall, and then your leg just kind of like golf comes, swings right through. Um, well, I crunched, instead of my leg coming, you know, up and through right down the middle, uh, crunching kind of caused me to, you know, get a little turf and push it right. Um, and it just happened like that, and, you know, like I said, you got to look forward to the next kick and not crunch and uh, just stick to your regular motion and Sounds like that's uh, the turf crew's fault
0: to it me. I, mean, well, <laughs> I wouldn't
2: blame the turf crew. I put my foot <laughs> in the ground. Real quick
0: before we move on, what was Max's knee-jerk reaction to you after you mixed that kick? Was he like – because I'm, I'm genuinely curious because he was – you were holding the ball, right, Max? I was, yeah.
2: Well, I think I had the better reaction. <laughs> I I think I said something I did it again um, because the previous year I did I did it against Missouri, and so I had that reaction right after – um, but max he was he was pretty nice uh, he high fived me and pretty, pretty rare, much just huh? keep your head up and uh, I do want to give a quick shout out i know I knew Luke Fortner has been on here um, but uh even when I missed against Missouri and then Ole Miss, uh, I kind of was being a little baby and walking off the field, and he was the first one right there to pick my head up and just mm. like, come on, man, let's jog off. Yeah. Um, so, That's yeah. quick shout-out to Luke Ford. He right also
3: there. did that to me when I kicked it straight to Kadarius Tony and he ran it back for six. So, that <laughs> yeah. was Luke's always the first <laughs> one to, to get that. out there. Um, Colin, talk about how hard it is but slash funny that me and you are only on ESPN highlights because you had a big punt return from Devontae Smith and I had one from Nicole Hardman and – one from Kadarius Tony is how, how kind of funny it is that that's the only time we ever get put on. And also, um, just maybe the conversations that we have as a specialist group on the sideline that people wouldn't be aware of, of, you know, trying to... Because it's such a big mental game, right? Everyone's got the physical skills to be able to do it. It's, so, it's specialist more so than any position, I think, is like 99% mental and how you approach it. The conversations we have on the sideline and during the week about how to approach the game mentally as well as physically.
4: Yeah, you know... Devonte Smith getting drafted this year was definitely a nice little memory of PTSD for me of seeing his highlight versus uh, us just taking the ball 60 yards back, but especially when it was one of the best balls I've ever hit in my <laughs> life. Um, you think I, you had I mean, a chance
1: it, to catch him that day?
4: Uh, no, not a chance. Uh, if Actually, if you watch the film, I actually kind of pretend to tackle him, but I mean, <laughs> it was just to throw it in there, um, but yeah. After that, it's kind of hard to come back from. Uh, I think you would agree with your great punt versus Georgia or uh, versus Florida. It's hard to come back from, you know, hey, like this guy just took it 60 yards versus me for a touchdown or whatever it is. Um, I think the big thing is for us, sideline is, I think as, as a specialist group, no matter who it is, of who bad snap, bad hold, bad kick, bad punt, whatever it is, I think all of us as a group – you know, there's only six of us that come together as a group, um, all kind of form together after the bad play, whatever it is, kind of look at each other and say, hey, that was one play. Let's forget about it. Let's move on. Let's do our job. And um, that's happened multiple times this year already. Um, our new saying is uh, part of the crew. Part of the ship. Absolutely. So <laughs> we like to pride ourselves on that. We do our own thing. We Nobody – I think Ruffalo would agree with this for sure. Nobody really knows what we do, um, what, it, what it takes – To be honest, and you know, people, Max. I know you've already told me this. You know, people thought my my first punt this weekend was great. (laughs) Although it went out to ten, and it turned out to be great, I'm not gonna lie. That looked like one of the worst punts I've ever had. Um, But it turned out for the better. But you know, that's what you us the specialists have to take out of. Like, hey, it was a bad kick, but. What we always say with kickers, three points is three points, no yeah. matter how it looks.
2: Three points is three that, points. That is a Miles Butler saying right there. That actually miles comes Butler
1: from quote. me because I'd always get some more miles. You kicked that one pretty low. Went through, didn't it? Counts <laughs> just correct. The same. Three I points, points is three one. points,
2: man. Y'all always talk about
0: Stoops not knowing anything about punting or kicking. So when you have a ball like you did yesterday, where from a punter's perspective it's terrible, but it ends up inside the ten. High five. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We go. Great High job. He's hey. got no did idea. Your Job. Yeah. job, What's he?
1: What's because we love to talk about – he does the golf stuff with you. Talks about it as if he can drive it really well. Um, what's his conversations? And we can start with you, Colin, and then get Mad because I do want to hear all of this. What's the stuff that Stoops has been staying this year? Specifically, one thing I'm curious about, Max and I showed up to uh, a scrimmage, I think, right before the year, and they've got the, um, like, smaller uprights. Like, basically, I think they've tried to do aim small, miss small. is kind of the mental game there. He would have had to have been confused the first day he saw those.
2: Uh, yeah,
4: um, I'll let Ruffalo speak to that. But um, <laughs> I think I just not not talking about this year, but about last year, obviously Alabama had a hell of a returner back there with Devontae Smith, but also one that was hurt with a Waddle. Um, I don't even know if Stoops knew my name at that point, but <laughs> Stoops came up to me and said, hey, we need a big week out of you. And I said, well, yeah, that's the plan. And he said, let's, let's kick it far, let's kick it high, and let's kick it out of bounds. And I said, okay. So as a punter, and everybody else knows, um, my first punt in team period was probably a 35, maybe a 4-2 hang, straight out of bounds, and Stoops looks at me and goes, great ball. That's what we did. Absolutely. That's what
2: Seriously, that, the rest of that practice, when you were punting, every single punt, he'd go wild he, he, if, if he punted it, out of bounds. If the He's ball like went out of bounds, he just started clapping. Ball went out
4: of bounds, he was like, that's what we need. Maybe, I,
2: like, we need. maybe punting it 10 yards, out of bounds. I, I, love when he <laughs> he the,
3: I love when he gives the advice because he always used to um, try and – Refer it to golf, and it just doesn't make any sense to Correct. us. Um, and then, like, he just he'll say stuff like, "I remember one time we had a practice, and Chance hit the upright, and it didn't <laughs> go in." And he said, "Nice shot, yeah, nice exactly. shot, that's a good one." And it we're like, nice "What do you shot? mean that didn't go in?" And I think he's very genuinely confused by the kicking game. I know there's the story, Matt, of when you were just starting to really be able to get into some team reps, and we had you. Uh, this is when Miles and Miles was still on the team, and you were hitting really nice balls. Um, me and me and Louie, Matt were standing together at practice one day, and Stoops came over and said, who's that guy? <laughs> he's kicking all right. And, like, he genuinely just looks after so many people, he gets confused with the kickers, just like you said, Colin. I don't know if he – well, he, he would have known your name, yeah. but like you said, you were joking. So I just think that stuff's funny. Um, I but, think one of the greatest advice he's ever
4: gave me, I don't know if anybody remembers the Bama game, but I sent one probably 15 deep through the end zone, um, taking after Grant McInnes. Um, but – uh, he, he, I come off the sun and he looks at me and goes, why didn't you punt it up? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 know you know, I know you know it, Max, but he just looks at you and goes, up. You know, why don't you go <laughs> no, up? Loves that one. Exactly, loves, that loves
3: up. the up. Hey, so moving on from the, the more of the serious stuff to the lighthearted stuff, um, we have a thing that we do every single Saturday, as you guys would know, and I hope the tradition has continued, so I want to know if it has. Um, the players always have to stand up in the serious team meeting and answer some questions about the game plan. So we took it upon ourselves to do that meeting by ourselves as specialists and ask just ridiculously stupid questions. Um, Has that tradition continued this year? Who's leading it? And uh, what were your thoughts on those meetings when you guys started being a part of them and doing them?
2: Yeah, no, I, I remember when I first started traveling, you were still there. And I just remember we're having this meet. You guys were like, we're having a meeting. And I thought this was going to be serious and everything. Like, what's this meeting about? It is. It's very serious. <laughs> and basically how it goes is, let's say, like, I'm leading it. And I'll be like, Colin, stand up. And whoever we ask to stand up, it pretty much is just just a roast session. Yeah. You just absolutely roast them. And it's it's related to the game. Like, for example, it's like, how how many are you going to kick out of bounds this time? Or how many are you going to shank this game? Yeah. Or like something like that. Very lighthearted stuff, although like we never expect to do that. But I, I think mainly for us because when the, the team's doing it, they're all serious and stuff. I think it's just to keep the mood light for us and, um, get, you know, keep us relaxed.
3: Has um, it continued this year, Colin?
4: No, oh, going off of that, I'd love to include that. This, these meetings have meant so much more this year <laughs> because of we have a challenge going on within the specialists. We call it the fine system, um, which is basically us trying to be nice to each other whether that's fake nice or real nice, we try to – it's a dollar fine if you complain or you be mean or aggressive towards one another. A dollar fine? Dollar
1: fine. That's pretty – it's a little bit slanted towards a scholarship, guys, don't you think?
4: Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, what are you going to do about it? it, You're not going to complain because that's another dollar. Correct. correct. You know, you can't complain too much. That makes sense. So there's the thing. I mean, even if I complain right now, it's a dollar. Ruffalo's going to mark me now. Can
1: you give backhanded compliments? Nope. No.
4: So that 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 counts as being mean?
1: Yep. So, like, Colin, you actually look all right today. Oh, so that's a backhand, of <laughs> yeah. and
3: it's strictly—it's it strictly just how much money dips? did you win on Keeneland today? That's <laughs> hilarious too, because I'm guessing this game may have somewhat come about because me and Grant were known as the mean people on the team, like, yeah. and it was just so much. Uh, it wasn't even about. that; it
4: was you, you, Grant, and Miles together were just. I mean, I don't know about Matt, but sometimes I like feared to come to practice
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just knew you were going to get
4: peppered no matter what if i hit a decent ball grant was going to be like you're never going to play here so i mean <laughs> what is you?
3: like, right? correct yeah for those of for those of that are listening right now um and i know we tried to not use that saying but i, I, I use it too much um grant mckinnis favorite saying in the whole world was you'll never play here and i think he said it to every single person that was n- that was a backup And uh, just to try and demoralize him, which is hilarious because Grant lost his starting job. Correct. He was was the one who wasn't going to play.
4: But still, going off of our little fine system we have here, um, I'd like to everybody know the proceeds are going into our bowl bowl game week, you know, which is a great, great week. But – I thought that was about
1: to be a charity oh, or oh, no. Proceeds uh, bu- bu- are going to something. No, yeah, the we, bowl game. I mean, I
2: mean, we still haven't decided. We're saying the bowl game now, but we're, it's still up in the air. You what are bowl do. bound. We, we are bowl bound. Bowl bound. Six and nine. Six and
4: <laughs> but I think, I, I, honestly, I, I find myself now catching myself to try to be nicer to other people, which, you know, is never a bad thing, especially, especially the group. But I'd like to everybody know, Wednesdays is a free day. Oh, no, so think, you can oh, just load uh, up. Loaded uh, people. I'd love to have you fly on the wall on those days. Yes. Load into people. Meetings is also a safe zone, like the meetings we're talking about before games. It's a safe zone. No matter yeah. what you say, it doesn't count. So, Wednesdays is a free day. Uh, s- the meetings before Saturday are definitely a safe zone. And non-verbals also don't count. So, that's whatever you want to take for that.
3: Um, there you go. Well, the, the proceeds going to the bowl game. What's Segues beautifully into what we're going to talk about next, which is – how we do have a little bit of fun as specialists. And we're going to start it off with a me and Miles bowl game story, and then we're going to get into what you guys mm. think about us off the field. The um, looks on their faces. So we get to the Citrus Bowl, and me and Miles and Tristan Yeomans, who is our former long snapper, Grant McInnes, um, obviously now at Missouri, we're all in adjoining rooms. And um, we have one of those doors that can lead either way. And they gave us um, Best Buy vouchers. And everyone goes. One to Best. second,
1: just to start from the beginning, because you're on the right track. Putting us in conjoining rooms is bad, one right? of the dumbest decisions they could have ever done.
3: Well, to go tell out. the to tell the full story, Blake Best <laughs> was actually in there, and we threw so much stuff at him till he actually moved him out, and we got Miles in there. So that's how we wanted it. So that was a good start of the week. Poor Blake. But uh, we go to Best Buy, and everyone's you know buying, you know. TVs. Uh, TVs and yeah, microwaves we, play and stations. fridges nice and Playstations. Uh-uh, we, we bought the best walkie-talkies money could buy so we could communicate throughout the week via walkie-talkie. What That's was the range on those? Oh, It was like to the moon. E- yeah, like You could have talked to someone that was on the moon. Um, and so the walkie-talkies were awesome. And so one night, it was probably two or three nights in, um, me and Miles and Tristan and Grant enjoyed an adult beverage every now and then. And we had heard through the grapevine that the coaches had a special room upstairs, which had some uh, adult Extra. beverages that we, yeah. would, we wanted to partake in. And so our plan was, via walkie-talkie communication, we were going to send Miles up there as a sacrificial lamb to go and steal as much of it out of the room as we could possibly get. I
1: was the martyr.
3: So it was uh, Miles come in, Miles come in, yep, approaching the door, approaching the door. <laughs> It was about, I want to say, 2 o'clock in the morning, and Miles got up there. As he got up there, one of the coaches comes walking out of his room and sees Miles about to enter. <laughs> right, to where, we just are getting all this through on the walkie-talkie. Abort, 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 mission, code abort, red, mission, code abort red, mission, abort mission. abort mission. mission. He's coming r- back, coming and we back. Just I'm hear running footsteps like he's running, <laughs> and then Miles gets downstairs. But as he's coming down, back downstairs to our room, I get a call on my phone from the coach. Max, what are you guys doing? <laughs> it's 1.30, can we all go to sleep? And we're like, we obviously made up a lie. We said, coach, we're really hungry. Like, we just need some food. We thought there was some food up in that room. And he's like, I'll bring you down a pizza, just relax. So he brings the pizza down. And I think that's when he got even more shocked because we were playing a game that week of practicing our tackling with the ironing board that was in the hotel room. <laughs> and we would open the door to our hotel room, take the biggest run up we could and try and snap the ironing board in half by tackling it. And as he came down, I think Grant McInnes was putting his shoulder through the middle of an ironing board. And he was like, "You guys are idiots."
1: <laughs> he just opens the door. We go to let him in, and he just sees Grant just yeah. kill the ironing board.
3: And so oh. I just think that kind of stuff's hilarious. Um, have you guys enjoyed the bowl weeks and and what we get up to? We obviously have a bit of fun. So what I know uh, there might be a little story about what you did, Colin, one time in a in a little water, in <laughs> a body of water, lake, yeah. <laughs>
4: I mean, uh, the fact of the matter is, what what are you willing to do for a hundred dollars? He
2: did. He did get a hundred dollars. We all paid up. That's the
4: truth. I mean, walking home at about one thirty at night, you know, in the middle of sh- downtown Charlotte, and somebody offers you a hundred dollars to jump in a little pond. <laughs> what do you now? We- now, now what not what only- this was
2: funny. How deep did you think the pond was?
4: I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was at least three feet deep. It was about six inches. So here's the so here's the
3: story. So. um we tell Colin he has to go, but he has to go like No, uh, Well, hold on. No, you got, it, you, got it wrong.
4: you got it wrong, though. The, uh, the,
3: it, was, it was supposed to be somebody else, and somebody else chickened out. That's right. And then you stood up and did and it. And I said, okay, fine. And wait, mean, wait, wait. Who was the someone else? No, it Someone was, being a boy. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> Just leave it at that. And correct. So he was going to go full starfish into this kind of – it was like this little water feature. And I thought it was really deep, too. Yeah, we didn't correct. know it was so shallow. And Colin's gone full starfish straight into it. <laughs> and it, like he said, it was probably all of six inches deep and just smacked his head on it. Almost broke his nose.
4: Just so everybody knows, I did receive the $100 in Venmo beforehand. Correct, did. You he did.
3: And he had to walk, yeah. he had the embarrassment of walking back into the team hotel, just completely drenched.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it worked out. I had some couple, a couple leaves caught in me too yeah. that I was not expecting oh. <laughs> as well,
0: but, you know, it was worth it. Did anyone ask you, like, stoops or anyone's be like, what what happened to you while we were out?
4: No, no, they just said have a good night. And, you know, there's <laughs> a uh, there's also another video of us, uh, Miles. It's actually of me and you. I don't know if you that recall. Night? Yes, if you recall. This is actually, like, probably five minutes before that uh, pond jumping.
1: What were we doing? Uh,
4: in the middle of downtown Charlotte for the Belk pool, there was two
1: statues.
4: With <laughs> One was a Kentucky jersey and one was a Virginia Tech jersey. <laughs> oh, I remember this, yep. <laughs> and, we, you know, us being the competitors, we are. <laughs> Virginia Tech was going down, and we wanted to make sure Virginia Tech was going to go down. And we stood up on each other's shoulders, and we were going to get that Virginia yeah. Tech jersey down no matter what it cost. Did you the
3: do best that
1: part of that week? Hold for on, me? Did
3: you get the jersey what? down? We well, what? just Jets, yeah, For the people listening, this almost cost us about three specialists as late in, like outs for the bowl for the bowl game because we went three people high like shoulder, shoulder, <laughs> shoulder Correct. to try and pull this jersey down on and top I think, of
4: a construction I, board. I believe
3: yeah. you may have been on the bottom, but I. Think it was Grant because Grant thinks he's the strongest, Correct. and Grant lost his footing, and we all fell back and <laughs> smacked ourselves on the pavement, <laughs> dying laughing, but also extremely Cushing sore hurt. back. Yeah. Yeah. and uh, we we're almost all out of the ball game because we almost killed ourselves <laughs> trying well, to pull this Virginia so check. Is yeah. that
0: what was that? What the beef was about at the NASCAR race? They they found out that you guys were <laughs> yeah. trying to <laughs> take the statue off. It was a special. Well, I think, I think the
2: funniest part with that statue was there was a car coming. We're like, oh sh- crap! There's a car <laughs> coming, right? What was a cop. Was a, cop. <laughs> yeah. a cop literally just stopped there while they're mid, like – Miles
1: like, miles uh, on top to of, of my shoulders and we look at each other and said, let's keep going. And then just continues on as well. It was a great idea. He probably time. thought there was no I'm just hope. like, what?
0: But what? I think the, the funnier alternate to that, either A, you guys missed the game because of that, or B, it's like three Kentucky players arrested ahead of Citrus Bowl for trying to steal a jersey.
1: And I'll take the blame for that whole incident because if you're doing the timeline in your head, no one would care. But – that was the year after I was done, so I was just there on well, vacation. So I didn't care. I what I was going to say
3: the the funny thing about all this, and it's happened every single bowl year, is that the specialists all get along so well and have such a good time together that every bowl year, and the coaches don't know this, Miles no, and they Tristan do, they do now. now. <laughs> Miles and Tristan end up in out, like staying in our rooms <laughs> in our hotel rooms. So like Correct. the whole bowl week, we're sharing beds. Not that.
1: Okay. okay. Whoa! <laughs> Easy. There. Okay. Someone's normally right. sleeping with <laughs> someone in else. Bathtub. Uh, someone bathtub. Not someone. And nothing. we're all
3: we're all spread out in these hotel rooms, and they're actually yeah, just and Miles or Tristan because Tristan is the finesse god of the group, um, is take is getting free dinners and stuff the whole bowl week because we're going downstairs to get him the food and they don't know he's staying in our hotel room. and It's hilarious. Well, that was a good run for you guys. <laughs> um, we'll but, try again this year. Yeah, we could. It could, could we be could big. We well, yeah, now that we're going bowling, we might have to. Someone's going to have to sneak me in their room this year. Could be big. Could Definitely be big. See so if we <laughs> get the <laughs> pin. Get the pin Deep Podcast in there. Um, but guys, talk about talk about just how fun it is. Honestly, being being the specialist in the kind of the camaraderie that we build. We obviously have a lot of meetings. I know that we went through the year where we were almost watching something different on Disney Plus every single day um, before before practice, um, and just how fun you got. How fun it is to be a part of our specialist group. Uh, let's go, Matt. Same yeah, you're no. both looking at each other <laughs> <laughs>
2: like like colin said earlier like no one really knows what specialists go through unless you are a specialist so that kind of just strengthens our bond in general um but like you mentioned last year the meetings during covid we all had to have separate meetings and while we were waiting i think we watched like a movie every day or something and we bonded over that but um i know you established this max when you were there we had specific specialist meetings to go over um what's going wrong and what are we doing and How can we get better and all that stuff? But I think the bond as specialists is probably the tightest on the team because we're with each other majority of the time, um, and we just really bond well together.
0: So, uh, obviously, you guys have been here since. Leave y'all's first year. If you guys this is your fifth year, y'all were here at the uh, Music City Bowl year or the year before that. Music City Bowl Bowl year was our first year. So, you guys had Max and Miles for teammates. Basically, unfortunately, basically your entire. Career. College career until now. Correct. How were they as teammates? What kind of guidance did they give you, or were they the worst? And feel free just to let it rain on them right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is your chance. I'll,
2: I'll be nice first. They were <laughs> You guys teammates. have been too nice. Come on. They, they've been great teammates. They, they established what the specialists are now at UK. They were good leaders. Um, but I will have to say, Max – and we mentioned this earlier. Max Grant and Miles just going there every single day and not knowing what was going to happen was <laughs> you, knew, kind
1: of, you just knew it wasn't going to be good for you. It Druk. wasn't
2: going to be good. It wasn't going to be good. And um, but honestly, it was it was all lighthearted stuff, and it's just funny. And that I think that's kind of what strengthened our bond amongst each other. Like we can just make uh, make fun of each other now. And honestly, it gave me kind of a thicker skin, and I think that's great for specialists in general because you know people are going to yell at you no matter what and. Comment on your Instagram post, sliding your DMs, wish you get COVID and all that stuff, <laughs> and well, the plus I, side I, is they're I, sliding in their DMs, like just <laughs> your nailed it. And I, I think it kind of just gives you that thicker skin. So like when you go out there and you do mess up, it's like, hey, you know, I just messed up, but you know what? I'm going to come back from this stronger and better. No, as no, long no. as you and
4: don't complain because that's you a dollar fine. Do what. So as long as he doesn't complain, because that's, that's a dollar fine. That's right. so Carl, it's
1: funny because, like, we would joke with you all, like you're saying, and cut up with you a good bit and kind of be hard on you. But like you were saying earlier, when people are DMing you and stuff, the stuff that people could say if you miss a kick, does it's pale in comparison to what you would hear from oh, us. Oh, it's, it's yeah. so Just much on a softer basis, so it's <laughs> what like, we go through. You think that's going to really get in my head? This is it's easy. not going to get I in my head. Th-
4: I think the general consensus is that if you guys were here when we did this dollar fine, you guys would be possibly be broke paying broke.
1: for the hotel. I'd yeah. be so broke. <laughs> correct.
0: Max I will
2: have to say EIL we do deals. have a decent amount so far. Yeah, I know. It's
0: correct. How did you find them as teammates?
2: I think uh, if they were alone,
4: I think they were great guys. I think they were <laughs> – gave you great advice. If you put them together, it's – you never know what's going to happen. And, again, like I said earlier, I mean, sometimes you fear it for your life because <laughs> if you hit a bad ball in practice, I mean – You'll never play here. Correct. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, Ruthless. Just just ruthless of what they would say to you. But, again, like what uh, Matt said, it was, it was all lighthearted. Uh, maybe not what you thought at the time, but – when you look back at it, it made you a better specialist in the end. But great teammates overall, I would say. Uh, Max has taught me a lot, and, and Miles just let me live in his apartment in the summer. So <laughs> I guess that's going to – that
3: works out. Hey, so we're going to wrap things up because we've Hold on. Well, real quick okay, before you go we'll go I got one last one. You
0: guys talked about the, uh, how tight you all are as a group and everything and how great they are as teammates. Yeah, 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 whatever. I've heard a lot about the specialist group chats that's been over the years. What is the single funniest thing, if you guys can say it, <laughs> that has been in that group chat? I know there's stuff like adding Mark Stoops at 2 a.m. What are some other funny things? You can't use that one as a cop-out. I saw your face. Lance. Oh,
1: Lance. Lance being in the group chat is Lance.
4: Good. Lance always being in the group Lance. chat because no matter when Lance is in the group chat, uh, if oh, nobody knows, Lance, Lance is Miles' brother. No, they oh, they know. They know. Uh, they they know. know. Just, oh, you never know. And Lance, any time Lance – anybody saw Lance was typing – the uh amount of letters that came up uh of lance in all <laughs> lance caps in all caps every time just every single time
3: hey guys it's been good having you uh, we appreciate the chat it's good to always talk some special teams and and kind of raise the awareness of what we're all about on special teams um, i think it's a big testament to you guys that you've come on as walk-ons um possibly starting you know three deep in the depth chart and you've been able to put your head down work hard and become successful starters for us and contributing to the team in a great way. I think you guys should hold your heads up high and be really proud of what you've been able to do because um, people don't realize how hard it is coming in, as a, especially as a walk-on and, and then trying to be a successful specialist when you're not even getting team reps. So you guys should be really proud of that and thanks for coming on and hope you guys have enjoyed it. Thanks for Appreciate having us. Great. Matt Ruffalo. Colin Goodfellow, I was just sitting back watching you guys have a full-on
0: therapy session. There, it was like a, a five-year high school reunion, which for you is probably 15, 20 years <laughs> now, Max. Um, just from an outsider's perspective, I know it got deep and everything, and it's not our our typical like get crazy, but I thought it was pretty good.
3: Yeah, it was good. It was good to hear from those guys. They normally don't have any good input, to be honest, in any conversations. They really don't add much to a group. But, well, uh, I'm glad it, we had them on. It was nice to have them on and hear from them. And it was actually good, to, hopefully, for everyone that gets to listen to the show that they can you know, sit, uh, sit back in their car, turn it on, and, and hear how the specialists do go about it because I know there's a lot of misconceptions of how we do it. And, and I don't think there's two better guys to learn off and then guys that have to start as walk-ons, do it hard, work their way through... Um, coming out of that and then being able to start and, like we say, contribute. Yeah,
1: no doubt. I mean, I think we joke a good bit about them, but those are two great guys. And I think you can kind of tell in the interview, um, as Max and I got older, and, well, he was older to begin with, but as we got older and years on the team, I think you kind of take the role on at the end of, not only do I need to play well and do my job, but you need to kind of, like, coach the younger guys. They don't know what they're doing, really. They – and that's not even on the field, isn't just how to approach it and stuff. Um, you can tell that they've kind of taken that approach, taken some leadership roles. It was good to see them talk to them. Yeah,
3: and and we said it in the interview, and I just want to reiterate, uh, the all kickers and punters in SEC football are, all have really good legs and they're yep. really great players. But 99% of being a kicker is all mental, same as punting. And it's so important for – the guys to have those sessions where we sit down, talk to each other, say where we can improve, not only in the physical aspect but a mental aspect too. And there's certain things that you need to tick off and do in weekly routines to make sure you put yourself in the best mental state to be able to perform. And I think people overlook that. They don't pay it, give it enough attention. And I know when it goes wrong, people are going to jump on you. So you want to get it right as much as you can. And I think that's a big thing that we at Kentucky have done and maybe why you know Austin kind of led the way for a little bit. Um, and then I felt like I took over to some extent and then these guys have been able to, I know Ruffalo sets a really good example. So it's just so important to be able to, um, handle the mental side of things too. No
1: doubt. And it, it's, I think it's a little bit different from your take. Cause like you come, I come from here, high school, I'd go to soccer practice. I'd show up, I'd kick for 30 minutes and then I'd leave. Um, didn't really understand the full approach of, like, how seriously to take it. You playing professionally, you had kind of more of that treated as a job mentality. So the the stuff that you taught the guys and the stuff that I learned while I was at UK was was so, so impactful, especially the last, uh, last few years.
3: Yeah, and it's tough because you – we don't want to talk for too long, about you dealing with 18- to 22-year-old guys yep. that it's it's not professional. It is amateur sport. But this is the most watched sport in the world, almost, college football. If not, it might be. So – you have to treat it like you're a professional and you have to be doing things every day to get better so you can put the best performance out in the field because such a big money industry, it's such high stakes all the time, you know, this, you need to grow up and grow up real fast if you want to be able to produce in the SEC. Well,
0: I think that was the coolest thing I noticed about Matt is, like I said, in the Stoops era, there's always been like an alpha dog specialist. It was, well, I mean, I'm not going to give you too much credit, but it was Austin first, then it kind of transitioned to you after Austin left, and then after you left which is this year, We it feels like Matt has just taken it over. He's only going to have it for one year, I think, because he's a fifth-year senior, but it's just been great to see him go from someone who was still battling it out with, with chance, missing kicks in 2019, missed the PAT uh, against Ole Miss last year, and now he's we can trust him kicking the ball.
3: Yeah, and I, and I think I really hope, because it doesn't always work this way, but I really hope there is a big moment for him to have his special moment where he kicks a game-winner mm. at some stage because such a special moment for any kicker. And unfortunately, he's still not, kind of known for the one that he missed against Ole Miss. It would be great for him to get retribution and be able to have that one where it's like, hey, Ruffalo kicked this game-winner at this game. And like, What a special moment that would be. I, I don't think you got one, Miles, a game-winner, but... Um, It's great for every kicker just to be able to have those moments, and I'm sure he lo- and he's one of those guys that would look forward to that.
0: Yep. Well, that's something that we talked about before these guys got on is how everyone, and of course this is the case, everyone notices when a specialist either messes up really bad yep. or hits the game winner. Yep. But there's so many instances where a kicker will, the game falls on the kick, even if it comes in the second quarter. Yep. So the fact that he's been so consistent and reliable is huge, and, and in some games – um, has been unsung.
3: Well, ball game last year, he, I think he went three from three. Their kicker missed two, we win by two points. Like yep. that's, that really is the difference. There's obviously so many other plays, but talk about a guy doing what he has to do, that's him.
0: Yeah, that is him. And that gets us to our favorite segment of the week, Boys Do What I'm so They good at
3: Want. We are back.
0: Men doing what they have to do. You don't like the (laughs) segues?
3: I said I'm so good at the the segues. I thought you said
1: you don't like them. I haven't been on one before. Have you?
3: I'm a man doing what he has to do with the segues. You are because
0: we are a podcast that does this segment called Boys Do What They Want to Do, Men Do What They Have to Do, and why is that?
3: You can't just wake up in the morning, pull can't. up the covers and nope. stay in bed, turn the light back off, hit the snooze never. and go back to sleep. You cannot do it if you want to be a man. You ain't would be never. a complete boy if you do that. Nope. Boys pull the covers up, boys hit the snooze alarm and boys turn the light back off and say, mom, I ain't ready to leave. Men, first of all, don't have their mum in the house and they just pull the covers off straight out, shoes on, let's go, let's get things done. Shoes on, any, cl-
0: any other clothes on? They just
3: nope, shoes, go, run. Get Mark, out there.
0: I'm fired up now, but let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Miles, I'll let you take away the first one. We always start with me or Max, so I'll let you take this one.
1: We're going to go John. Let me get this right. John Chestnut. <laughs>
3: Joey, Joey Chestnuts, <laughs> no, brother.
1: 6714. That's his Twitter name. <laughs> That's made and then up. His, his name above that is John606. So I assume he's from Cash Daniel territory. <laughs> um, tweeted a, a video from KS Bar with two random men that he were saying were Miles and Max, and at the end of it laughed and said, ha, I know it's not you two. <laughs> Tagged us in it. That was probably the funniest thing I saw this and week.
3: They didn't even try and do a fake Australian accent either. They just like – it was just drunk and gibberish. I
1: would love to, like, how I did, a did that take start? I thought the first guy was you. <laughs> like, how, I would love to see how it got going. Did they actually introduce themselves as us, and then he went along with it, or what? Yeah, that'd if, be hilarious.
3: I'd love to get those guys maybe on the show for two minutes and one stage. So if those guys want to come on and talk about their time when they tried to be Max and Miles, and I want to know if he was trying to be Brent Wainscott as well.
0: Uh, well, what I noticed it was very indicative of the podcast. Like you two were there, and like no one even recognized that I was. <laughs> That's that's what I took. Yeah, very indicative
3: it. as well with their alcohol blood uh, the blood alcohol <laughs> content as well. They looked like they'd had a fair night and they obviously enjoyed the LSU win. Oh of course. It looked like one. a kid over in today too. You got one? Oh well I'll go because I know yours is on more of a sensitive topic and I'd like but to treat it. Awesome. I'd like to treat it really serious, so I'll get my joking one out of the way. We always have him. He's always a man. I love that he backs up the you can't preach something and then just not follow your own just do as I say not as I do Re-booked is a saying but that's not even true for him do as I say and do as I do mm-hmm. is coach Stoops and he is a man doing what he has to do I can tell you that he I found a great little article when I was doing a little bit of research for him and I'm so disappointed that just we just late at night you're looking up Stoops yeah just looking up Stoops articles and Mark Stoops videos those kind of things and <laughs> um, Putting me, put me to sleep. That's my
1: version of the, the press conference. Yeah. You just read Stoops' articles at night.
3: And I'm so disappointed we didn't get to it. But, you know, you can only have the great man for a certain amount of time. So, Mark Stoops is my nomination for Man of the Week because I read when he was a kid and he was growing up, him and his friends played a game called Find the Strap. And it was one person got to go and hide a belt in, the, like, a room or, like, outside in the backyard – All the other friends got a certain amount of time to find it. If they found it, they got to whip the guy as hard as they possibly (coughs) could with the strap like five times. And talk about toughness and just learning how to do what you have to do. I tell you what, I'd be hiding the strap in the hardest place to find because I would not want to get whipped with that thing. And that's an unbelievable game.
0: So tough that you got to start drinking skim milk.
3: (laughs) Uh, what, a, what a game, like seriously, what a game for kids to play of like, we're going to get some enjoyment out of hiding a belt, and if we find it, we just get to whack you.
1: Well, we kind of played the game a little bit yesterday in the morning. Did we? I smacked you at Keeneland with the, uh. with the book as hard as I possibly could. Didn't make any difference in the horses. I don't think they were listening. <laughs> but we tried to smack some straps at the, at the Keeneland races. What a day we had there. But, yeah, Coach Stoops playing that game growing up. What did you play growing up? I was more like a hide-and-seek tag. They went – that must be a Youngstown thing.
3: Yeah, I think it is. I'll tell you what, though. We talked about really very quickly – this is a story that hopefully you'll enjoy – Talked about people always playing out the front and tackling and all that kind of stuff. Well, my sister was really, really good at our version of football, and but right. she's three years younger than me, eight years younger than my older brother. We had a rule in our household that my dad made: if you cry, you're not allowed to play. So just toughen up and don't. There's no tears. So my sister would always want to join in the little games of football out the front. Well, me and my brother didn't want her to play. So our way to get her to stop playing was let's make her cry. So we would like just tackle her as hard as we possibly could, like kind of lob the ball up in the air so she has to stand underneath it, and as soon as she put her hands up, <laughs> smack. Absolutely. Targeting. Shoulder through the sternum, <laughs> like down, bury her head in the sand type thing and go, you are gonna cry Katie? You are gonna cry? I'm cracking and up
0: because I'm seeing like a full-blown Ray Lewis highlight video happening in oh, a random front yard huge. in Australia. Huge. And she
3: would normally like get through the first couple of minutes, and then when she realized this is all that was gonna happen till she either cried or went inside, she'd give up after a little while and I just thought that was that was very funny. That's the games that we used to play. I don't know about you guys. I just played like,
0: you know, a little bit of backyard football and <laughs> yeah. kickball. I, Normal I games. I didn't try to, you know,
1: murder my, my sister. No, I didn't either. Now, there
0: were there were a few times growing up where things got contentious. A few uh, people were threatened with baseball bats. We were like eight years old. It just wow. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a rough time in a Savannah Drive, Richmond, Kentucky, <laughs> growing up. You got a man of the week. I do. Um, this one's more on a, on a serious note, but also because I just got fired up when I saw it. When I, Friday night, getting ready for bed, saw a tweet from Chris Oates that said, Deuce Deuce is back on Twitter. And then he followed it up with, can't sleep tonight because I know my guys are going to go crazy. I think he tagged Cavassier uh, and other people I saw that and I just knew LSU did not have a single chance in hell to beat Kentucky
3: and the great there's a great video from the game that Kentucky put out today of uh, Coach Stoops and Chris Oates after the game Mm -hmm. kind of embracing Chris Oates had the biggest smile on his face of all time and it's awesome to see him it's great that without with COVID now kind of in the background we've been able to get Chris to more games and be more a part of it it's been great to have him there and I know the guys are getting so much motivation out of it no doubt
1: I have an honorable mention to add okay and normally, for those listening, when we do these men of the week, we assign the stuff that we see and we give one. Um, I didn't tell them about this, but it did make me laugh very hard this week. LSU fans, I saw a video of this. Okay. Um, at their tailgates, when they finish any bottle of liquor or alcohol, okay. they do
3: a funeral for it. Oh, I saw, I saw did that. you see this? Actually, yeah, I saw It's that. actually kind of awesome. It's actually very Doing funny. what they have to do yeah. with the
1: bottles, which, I mean, they – Maybe burying more than just the alcohol this weekend. <laughs> Maybe their coach as well because he didn't look good. But um, I thought that was good as well. Yeah, that was you very know what? funny.
3: And can boy of the week, by the way. Hold I, mean,
1: I think he was kind of a man of the week. He
3: he did what he had to do and he resisted.
1: Didn't give in to temptation. I'll give you that.
3: Oh, uh, no. Not Lance. No, 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 that, nah. no. 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 That's where I was nah. headed. That's I don't want to talk about him. You can't – okay, yeah, he, this is why my my client with Lance. You can't just go, oh, yeah, like I'm going to – somehow someone told me to listen to a podcast, and, yeah, now you guys have to do the stuff that you said. And then you don't even listen to the next podcast where we say, like, congratulations for listening. Didn't I, listen. I respect it, And we said it, though, to you we, – okay. we, I said, I'm only doing the punishment if he listens two weeks in a row, not interested straight away.
1: Like he it, got me. He got me because I thought for sure once we did it the first week and somehow – I mean, it it was like when Coach Cal got John Wall here. It was like, how in the hell did they get Lance to listen? (laughs) Somehow we did it, literally. And we didn't get him week two. I think it's almost like a –
3: It's like a lunar eclipse. It's like a blue moon. It's an
1: indictment on us. As in, we had someone listen. They didn't think he was good enough to listen again. Maybe we should just put a better show out.
3: You know what, though? I've got a really small theory as well. I think he listened, Miles. But as you can recall, so last week we said, Lance, if you listen – you have to say something out of the ordinary that you would never say and that's how you'll prove that you listen and it was, hey, Max and Miles, I really value your opinion. Yep. I just don't... I think he listened and said, I just can't bring myself to say that because if there's one man that does not value mine and Miles' opinion, it's Lance. It, our opinion would be lower than dirt. It'd be lower than the core... I don't know how you could get a lower like value of our opinions than what he has. I think he... Basically, just does the opposite whenever we give him our opinions.
1: Doesn't value the opinion at all. No. But I will give him one compliment for the week. Stayed with him this weekend before the game. Saturday morning before Keeneland, cooked one of the best <laughs> breakfast meals I've ever had. Had Mexican tacos, bacon, hash browns.
0: Did he put the chicken in there?
1: No chicken this week. He went. It was just breakfast: bacon, eggs, cheese. I, wait, hold on, I thought I saw chicken. He, well, he made Mexican Friday night. Mexican and then or Asian. Yeah. And then Saturday, he did breakfast tacos. Did he made Friday night? Because when I got there Friday, um, he made tortilla chips. Yep. Seems like one of the easiest things in the world to buy at the store. Lance says not good enough. I'm gonna to make it, like that is he extra effort. I don't know if he's trying to impress someone with it, but. Um, I Lance think, does go the extra mile sometimes.
0: I think we're starting to to get close. There's almost been a little bit of, of uh, a merger between Stoops and Lance for these Man of the Weeks. I mean, they seem to be a reoccurring
3: thing. Yeah, and one's a man doing what he has to do, and one's a boy for sure. So I know. Uh, I mean, I'm going to let Lance the listeners is younger. I'm going to let give the you that. I'm going to let the listeners decide upon that. But that's <laughs> that's my feelings. Um, I've got, I've got one for Boy of the Week, and it's real quick. And then we're going to move on to our little Georgia stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just hated it, and I love sharing my opinions on the show. The, the dudes at Texas A&M with whatever that chant stuff is, absolute boys. And, like, what absolute tools. Like, how could you go out there and that's a thing that they enjoy doing and take seriously and they're like, yeah, this is good. This is really good. Now, we say that about our podcast. We're like, that was a good podcast yeah. or whatever. Never but I feel that. like it's okay. I don't think we've ever like, said as that. In, like, we've
1: literally never said that. This show stinks. We say every week that was terrible, but uh, it'll be all right.
3: We're just literally throwing stuff on a wall at this point. They've gone out there. And gone, yep, nailed that. With all their absolute ridiculous stuff. Like, I'm so happy I don't play at Texas A&M. Well, so, I mean, you
0: all were there three years ago. I was there three years ago. I, I mean, did you guys notice that when you all played there? Or notice why? The little, it's so, it's the loud. Hands, the it sh- it the, can get
1: loud.
3: All the hand signals and
0: that. But like they, they do that at the game too. Like they do that weird it's little strange. Kick thing. It's like,
1: strange. It's very weird. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. You just know that it's rocking. Did you all see quickly the Johnny Manziel interview about, I think it was about his Just a Time as AM? said this week um, that when he was there, he went out for Halloween one year dressed as Scooby the Doo. Great picture. Or Scooby Do Doo, whatever. Not Scooby, Scooby the <laughs> Doo. Scooby Doo. Um, and at the time, the O.C. there was Cliff Kingsbury, who's now the Cardinals' head coach. Okay. Called in to practice the next day and was like, Coach, like, I'm sick. Like, I'm sorry. I can't come in to practice today. Probably had a huge game that week. Yeah. Which, for those like, – unless you actually have like serious illness, you can't just call in and say, I'm not coming to practice. Yeah. Uh, Kingsbury had someone go pick him up from his house, and Kingsbury was like, I know you had a huge night. Come on in. It's just, let's go. <laughs> I know you're not sick. Quit playing around. Yeah. But, yeah, I love that Manzel is now – Telling the stories like
3: that. Well, speaking of big nights, oh. we're planning to have one, maybe, yeah. if we can get this Georgia win. And uh, mm-hmm. we might be heading down there, Brent.
0: Yeah, I think uh, for this weekend, we're going to put out some great content with you guys. Pin it deep. Uh, we'll be coming to you from Athens um, for the Saturday Athens, morning. Athens, one. Georgia, not Athens, Athens Georgia, Greece. Georgia, not Greece. Yeah. Uh, just in case anyone gets confused. Cheaper yeah. trip. It'd yeah. be a cheaper yeah. transportation Yeah, so, yeah, I think uh, you and I will be down there, correct? We will. And I will Miles, not, unfortunately. Miles is
3: going to the home of Rutgers, which is so cool, oh, and oh. I'm actually really jealous. He, Miles is going to New Jersey. Hammer rutgers this week. Uh, he's going to see Greggy Schiano on the boys. Yep. Um, the rutgers Scarlet Knights, my second favorite team in college football. I am not going to Rutgers.
1: I am going to But you're state. going to New Jersey, right? I am going to New okay. Jersey. There's a horse. Uh, I have some friends that are from there that I've met in Nashville. I'm going up there for an event. It's called The Hunt. It's a horse race. It's named for Kareem, and I'm excited to do it. It should awesome. be a fun weekend. I can't
3: wait to hear about that, and yep. I can't wait to see what we get up to. Yeah, I think,
0: I think you and me are going to have a great time down there. I believe the, the rest of the KSR crew is going to be down there as well. It's going to be it's going to be one hell of a week. So uh, let's quickly, uh, for this episode, let's touch on it quickly just in case uh, we may or may not get miles on uh, Saturday just pretend Wow, big moment in the Chiefs! Yeah, KS Bar going the crazy. The ball just went
1: higher than any kick I've ever made. <laughs> wow! Ooh, what a fumble!
0: Um, so yeah, just in case we don't, we can't get miles on Saturday. Let's go ahead and do a little bit of Georgia stuff early in the week. Max, what's your thoughts early on?
3: Yeah, I'm I'm super excited, obviously, and I can't. I'm so so happy that we get to go down and be a part of it. I've never been to Athens, Georgia, obviously. Besides, I've played there once, but never been a part of. The whole tailgate scene, seeing what that city's like. I've it's never good. been out in Athens. I've heard it's really it good. It is very good. So i super excited. Um, hu- I mean, huge game for the program, oh. I mean, quite clearly. Uh, I really do give us a huge chance. I'm going to save my score prediction for the Saturday Saturday. show, so make sure you guys listen. But I think i give us a huge chance. The only thing I'm just slightly worried about, and I don't want to take this too long, but the only thing I'm slightly worried about, we're just starting to get hit with a few injuries that we probably can't afford. I'd love to be taking them on at full, uh, what would the word be? Strength. Full strength, yeah. I was going to say full throttle. (laughs) I'd love to take them on full strength, just to really see where we're at. But, um, yeah, just super excited to get down to Athens.
1: I think so, too. I th- the caveat with that, too, granted, Georgia is very deep. Um, they've also got several injuries going on right now, too. So, I think we're not – neither team is hitting the other one at the right time for what they would want, but it should be an amazing game this week, and I'm excited to watch it.
0: Obviously, we'll get uh, into it deeper on Saturday, but early in the week, you know, you, come, you wake up and you see that uh, Kentucky's 22-point dogs – can I cut you off really quickly? Yeah, because you just
3: reminded me of something that's, that's actually said, hilarious. Your face when I,
0: I said... "Like Man
3: of the week, you, because I don't know if you know this. You posted the podcast on, I think it was whichever one, Apple Podcasts or whatever. And for a couple of days, it was pint it deep. It was what? Pint it deep. As in like a pint? Yes, like a pint of beer. So the thing, it came out as pint it deep instead of pin it deep. And oh. I just thought that was... On, I, on which one? On Apple Podcasts. And I thought that he was... still ho- doesn't know. He I, still has no uh, idea. Okay, Because Drew told me. So for those of you, Drew Franklin obviously helps out case. Are. He told me that you'd put it out as pint it deep. And he said he just got a good chuckle out of it. Because you obviously like did it by mistake. But I just thought that was so funny because I think that that's more... Honestly, a greater reflection of the show, Pint It Deep, than Pin It Deep. And oh, we, may have, w- to, we th- may have to change the there name. There
1: may be some pubs in England that put, tuned us on for the Why weekend. did Drew not tell
0: me this? <laughs> I, 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 I like
3: that he
1: kept it to himself.
3: It's uh, pretty funny. I loved but it because I never this. It it was, from me. It's funny because some, one of my friends from Australia, when I told him about the name Pin It Deep, he just said, why don't you call it a pint deep? And like just conversations you'd have Ooh. after a pint. Which is actually pretty funny and actually not a bad name for the show, but we'd already named it. Wouldn't
0: we have to down a pint before we did the
3: show? We would. We, would. we wouldn't do that, though. <laughs> I don't like doing that well, stuff. Well, if we had to do it before the show, if, we'd be doing show, what we yeah, have. I would if do it required it us that, to be a man, we'd we do, do it. would have to be a man. Uh, yeah, so sorry. I just had to check that in. Uh, is yeah, it, you're still, you're it still pinted ju- pint deep? I don't know. We might have to check that. Uh, look,
0: hold on. We're doing this on
1: air. I can't let this
3: slide. This
0: is
1: going to eat me up. Pint it deep. There's no way I did that. That could be good. Can we just change the name each week to something a of variation off of Pin Deep? <laughs> Um
3: Pinet Sleep.
1: Hold on, you can't. Oh, oh, it might have been on the KSR feed. Oh, uh,
0: hold on. Where's it at? KSR. I, could, I think. Yeah.
3: I mean, it would. It's. I don't know where it was, but I just thought that that was hilarious and a little late nomination for Man of the Week. Why did
0: no one tell me this? Like you've been know. sitting on this too. You couldn't have texted. No, me well, too. I
3: only just remembered. I had to f- I kept forgetting all the time, so I'm sorry to that. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, you did it, <laughs> didn't you? <Yep. laughs> yeah, confirmed. Oh, uh, uh, it deep. It was
0: for the Mark Stoops one too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can change that. <laughs> well,
3: uh, what's your Georgia prediction?
0: Um, I'm completely off track <laughs> now. Jeez. Um, I don't know. I think. Um, you see, twenty-two point. Uh, favorites for Georgia, and you see 44 as the over/under. It's going to be low scoring. I don't think. I just can't think. My knee-jerk reaction is Georgia's not going to cover, just because both teams like to play defense, run the ball, and we'll get deeper into it as we go. Um, early, it's it's hard to pick against Georgia right now, but I'll talk myself into it by the end of the week. Awesome. Well, good show, huh? Yeah, great show. Do you don't give a prediction? I did. Well, why don't you Why don't you give a score prediction since we we're unsure about?
3: I'll find a way. To be on there this week. Okay. Okay. him. that works. Yeah. Yeah. I'll that be works. on there. And we want a Rutgers score prediction Please. from you this I'll week get, too. Do and they play or they're maybe on a bye? I don't or know, or but if they're playing, we need one from you. Seeing I'll as take you go going to the to Great win. State, I'll I'll I love the Scarlet Knights.
0: One more time, I can, I'm not gonna like the fact that. People actually saw that and didn't even tweet it. Well, us that's and say the thing, as deep. well, is like our, like it slipped through our
3: the- listeners always pick up on the smallest things yes. that we say. And the fact that not one person said, ha ha, pint it deep, or whatever, or like took a screenshot and put it up, I'm really surprised I with, it as too. well. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But I what, like it.
0: Well, what else have I done like that? I'm gonna go home self-conscious, being like, "What else have I done <laughs> so terribly wrong in my life that I just didn't even think about?" That was wow. All right. Well, that was it for That's this episode of, pint, of it deep. It, pint It Deep. Wow. Thank you guys for listening. Another great episode. It's gonna be a big week in uh, in Lexington as we get ready for for Georgia' yes, biggest game in Kentucky history so far. Yep. Uh, get your coffee. Get your mayonnaise. Get your skim yep. milk. Rotten bananas. Whatever you got to do. Kentucky, Georgia, Saturday. Me and Max, Tom and White. possibly Miles, will talk to you there. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. Go, Cats. Go, Thanks. Cats. Bye, nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Traveling in a combi, on a trail head full of